The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. You are listening to Your Inner Voice with me, Elias Patras. Connect, educate, and grow as you tap into your inner voice and unleash the power of your intuition and self-discovery. Thanks for joining me on this journey. Hello, 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 and welcome. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited to have you listen today. It is my very first podcast of Your Inner Voice, and it is a thrill to have you here. My purpose of today's podcast is to really give you this invitation to have you get to know me a little bit better, a little bit more about my history and how I got started in all this. And I just want to, again, say thank you. Thank you very much. I'm even going to answer some questions that I received on social media. So with that, I want to tell you this. If you head to the app store and download the free mindbodyspirit.fm mobile app for iPhone or Android, you can leave me a message and it might just make it on the show. So just look for the open mic icon at the bottom of your screen and follow the directions. All right, here we go. My history starts off like this. I was born in Athens, Greece. I was in five foster homes before I was 18 months old. My birth mother, when she gave birth to me, gave me up the moment she gave birth. No holding me, no looking at me, just off I went. And I was so lucky and fortunate to have two wonderful parents that wanted to adopt me. They were born in Chicago. They were of Greek background. And my mom had five miscarriages before they decided they were going to adopt. My parents were older. My mom was born 1919 and my dad was born 1909. They were 46 and 56 when they decided to adopt me. And let me tell you this, my journey of this whole spiritual awakening really started from birth. I believe that my birth mom was there to house me in a place where I couldn't have been housed for my parents. And my parents wanted a child so bad, they were able to, at their age, were able to get two children to bring back from Greece. My mom had a dream before she left for Greece. She dreamt that she was going to 
find a baby in a blue crib with a white dove painted on it. Outside the orphanage were two stone pillars and two stone doves. My mom woke up the next day, they left for Greece and they went on their journey to find the right children. Every child that they saw had some form of medical history that would not be conducive to adopt that child. Being that they were older parents, they wanted a healthy child and they were looking for a child of four years or older. They're in the car and they're driving. The lawyers were with them and they're passing by an orphanage. And my mom said, stop the car. And the gentleman that was with her said, well, this is a orphanage for kids that are three and under. And there was a woman in the car with them. They said, oh no, we can keep on going. And my mom looked at my dad and my dad knew of the dream. And she said, please, we need to get out. As my mom gets out of the car, she notices two stone pillars, one stone dove, and this beautiful, as my mom told the story, this beautiful brown beige turtle dove flew on my mom's shoulder, sat there for a moment, and flew off. And I always tease her as she says the story. I tell her, well, mom, that's really a pigeon, but okay. Anyway, they go to the entrance of the orphanage. They walk in and center aisle, all the way in the back, blue crib, white dove. I really believe that God, universe, or spirit made me just for them. It is truly the start of my journey. And my parents were so special. They were able to get me shoes that actually fit because I didn't start walking until I was 18 months old. The shoes that I was wearing were the wrong size. So my parents told me the moment that they had the right shoes on me, I just got up and started walking. And I saw a couple of ducks in the little town that we were in and I was chasing them and that's how I started running. So it was all in me, but uh, again, didn't have the tools that I needed. My parents took me to the Southeast side of Chicago where I was raised for a good 12, well, I would say 10 years of my life. And it was just a wonderful place to live back in the 60s and early 70s. We moved to the north side of Chicago, the North Shore, a suburb of Chicago, Wilmette, Glenview area. And that's when my dreams stopped. I would have very interesting dreams when I lived on the Southeast side of Chicago. Being that I had older parents, I also had older relatives. Every dream that I had, I would dream that we were in church and one relative wasn't there. The phone would ring, which would wake me up. My parents would come into my room and say, I'm so sorry, so-and-so passed away last night or passed away this morning. And it was always the relative that wasn't in my dream. Now, as I mentioned, when we moved to the north side of Chicago, I was probably around 12 years old, preteen, and that's when the intuition 
really stopped or took a pause because I was so wanting to fit in, wanting to be part of a new group. And I didn't really focus on any of the intuitive pieces that were coming to me. And I probably didn't even recognize what it was. I always thought, isn't this interesting, mom, that I have a dream about this? And she never said, oh, that's bad or anything. She would always say, that is interesting. Probably that they were saying goodbye to you or getting you ready for it. Well, as we got into junior high school and then in high school, I went to Nutra High School. I went to college at Loyola. School was challenging for me, not knowing what I wanted to do because I was such a people pleaser. I wanted to make my parents happy. I wanted to make my relatives happy, wanted them to be proud of me. Well, I didn't even know who I was. I was having feelings that were happening and I wasn't even comfortable with those feelings. It took me a long time. It took me until... I was 27, to actually come out to myself and say that I was a gay man. It was very, very uncomfortable, and I kept that a secret. It was almost as, here I am, a child that was born out of wedlock, adopted, now also gay, and also starting to understand what it was to be an intuitive. Because at the age of 28, 29, my intuition really started to increase. I started trusting it more. I looked at certain signs and symbols that the universe, God or spirit, whatever you want to say, was sending me. And I really focused on trusting that inner voice, trusting that belief of, huh, if I did this and this is what my heart is saying, what would happen? Or I'm going to ask God, my angels, whomever, a question, and I would like a sign. Would that be okay if I did this? Or would it be okay if I did that? Show me a sign. And we're actually going to talk about signs and symbols in our next podcast. As I decided to continue on this journey of self-understanding, of self-exploration, I started taking up Reiki. I went to learn how to do Akashic record readings. And then I worked at Leo Burnett Advertising. And I was basically making my parents happy. Well, that ended. And I got into a restaurant called Ed DeBevix. And it really brought me out of my shell. I really enjoyed this 50s, 60s crazy place that was really a burger joint with a little bit of attitude. That place, I found other people that were into intuition, into crystals and stones and talking about angels. And it was fascinating. I couldn't get enough of it. I decided to do a program in shamanic studies with an amazing teacher, Susan Lipschitz, She taught me so much about self-exploration and how to listen, truly listen to my heart and what spirit was saying. After that program, I decided to do my own retreats, do my own workshops and start teaching. 
I also went into massage school, became a massage instructor and use energy work with massage. I even came up with my own energy balancing sprays, which was something that a client said, hey, this is really good oil. What happens if you put this in like a cream or even better yet, a spray? Because this is really helping my joints. And basically it was lemon, peppermint and frankincense, which helps with, it's an, all helps with um, anti-inflammatory. So anyway, I created a bunch of sprays and my career just started moving slowly to me leaving Chicago. I left Chicago because I was done with a 12 year relationship and another relationship didn't work out. I had another relationship that didn't work out. And I figured here's somebody two hours away from Chicago who understands me, who understands at that point, all that I wanted to do and all that I wanted to be, this is going to work. Now, many red flags came up, but I didn't pay attention to them. I made them more yellow than red. Again, I should have trusted my inner voice, but didn't. That relationship was just what it needed to be. I needed to be two hours away from Chicago to learn how to write a book, to learn how to give more workshops, more retreats, and actually start to be on stage. And something wonderful happened, thanks to my friend, Connie Love. She had me look into Celebrate Your Life. There was a speaker program that they were offering. And I did the speaker program. There was a contest of winning a chance to be on stage with some amazing teachers like Anita Marjani, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Denise Lynn, Lisa Williams, and several others. I won and I was able to give a two hour workshop in Sedona. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Now I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Between all this leaving and moving, in the year 2000, my mom passed away. And the year 2001, my dad passed away. Now I'm talking about trusting the inner voice. I had such a strong bond with my parents being an only child. Like I said, back in 98 is when I started, 97, 98 is when I started learning all these different tools about intuition. My dad had a stroke. We had to put him into a nursing home. And my mom had the flu that year. And it was Good Friday, Greek Good Friday. 
My mom asked me to go to church, bring back the church program. So I went by myself to church. I did the sign of the cross, knelt by the pew, got the corner of the pew because I am short. I'm only 5'4", and I wanted to see what was going on. I felt someone's hand on my shoulder. And two seconds later, I heard someone whisper in my ear, one of your parents won't be here next year for Easter. I completely freaked out. I ran out of the church and I sat in my car and cried. The following year, three weeks before Easter, my mom passed away. It was the hardest thing for me ever to go through. And then the following year, my dad died the day after my mom's birthday. Two serious pieces within 18 months. And it's interesting that it's 18 months when my parents got me and 18 months between the ages or the time rather that they left. I was on a cruise ship and the cruise, the ship just started taking off. And I got a phone call that said, we're sorry to say that your dad passed away. It was one of my best friends. At that time, I was with my partner. And I said, what are we going to do? I didn't know what to do. I just lost my mom. I just lost my dad now. And we decided that we were going to stay on the ship. And we were just going to figure everything out when we got back. Hard decision to make. That night, I went up to the top of the ship. And I looked up into the sky and I said, dear God, you have my mom and my dad. Please direct me, show me, guide me what you want me to do with these abilities and with my life. I promise to do all that I can that's good for myself and for others. Just guide me and direct me. And then I went to bed. Now. Again, jumping backwards, jumping forwards again. Here we are in Sterling, Illinois, and I got a divorce. It's in the midst of COVID. I wrote my first book, and things were getting to be challenging. I decided because I felt such an urge, and again, trusting my inner voice, that I needed to move to the Pacific Northwest. I packed up my car, I took my two dogs with me, and I drove 2,000 miles to live in Washington State. Everything in my head was saying, what are you doing? But everything in my heart said, you are going to go, you are going to, you've been divorced a year, you're going to go, you're going to really expand your career, and you're going to find the one. Well, three months later, I started dating again, and I did find the one, and it will be a year that we're married on October 17th. By trusting my intuition, by trusting my heart and shutting off my brain, I was able to find the love of my life. I was able to really start this career, really moving forward. and. I'm now writing a new book. It's almost done. It is called 
Changing the F you into thank you. How to flip the script and see the gift. And hopefully that'll be out really soon. Now, I did have a couple people on social media ask me a couple questions. I'm going to read these to you. Jamie from Florida says, what brings you joy in this work? Well, I have to tell you that joy for me is watching others expand, watching them receive their own aha moments. Lisa from Texas says, what is your favorite thing to teach someone? I think my favorite thing to teach, and I'd rather say guide because I think we are our own teachers. I would say that my favorite thing to teach or guide is understanding that everything happens for a reason. Understanding that things happen for you, not to you. And understanding that we are truly limitless. We're truly limitless. Priscilla from Chicago says, what's your favorite aspect of facilitating your retreats? Again, for me, all this work that I do is really about watching others shift, watching them make a change, watching someone come in on a retreat that I have facilitated when they come in on Friday and they leave a complete different person on Sunday. It is an honor to see that shift. It's an honor to see how their face changes, how their smile is different, how I can actually feel their energy. And I actually am able to see how they start to love themselves for their truest authentic self. Cindy from Canada says, I want to know if there's anything you would change. That's a really interesting question because I would say this, there's absolutely nothing I would change. I thought about this question for a long time. And if I would change one thing, I wouldn't be the person who I am today. So I want to tell you a couple things are coming up in the next few weeks. Next time, we're going to have signs and signals for your inner voice. We're also going to talk about how to talk to your spiritual team. I'm also going to have guests come on and we'll talk about lots of different topics. I'll be talking about manifesting your desires and a whole lot more. In the coming weeks, I'll be doing something called Intuitive Bites. When you sign up to be on my email list, I will pick two or three people from the email list and each podcast, I will give a quick intuitive impression or like I said, an intuitive bite from what I'm receiving for you. I wanna thank you again for listening to the podcast today. It really means so much to me. I'm excited and thrilled to be here with you. Remember to always trust your inner voice. Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more, you can visit my website at www.eliaspatris.com. We are here to connect. And when we connect, we educate. And when we educate, we grow. There is unity in community. 
I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.